Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. Welcome back to the rework. You know, the holidays are coming. Can hardly believe that I'm even saying that. But this episode is designed to get you ready like you've never been before. If you're a nice little portrait photographer wanting to get ready to kick it into high gear for the holiday season, we have five key steps to get ready, to get your studio ready to spoil your best clients, to wow them, to make it an amazing experience. We're going to be talking about what you need to be looking for in the actual physical space of your studio, how you want your clients to feel, inspiration, where to find it and why how to spoil your very best clients, and how to get your calendar booked for the season ahead of time. So with me today is Miss Jessica Mackey, ATJ Studios client coordinator extraordinaire, and we're going to discuss all the things getting ready for the holidays. If you'd like a copy of our fat little PDF of five key steps to get your studio ready for the holidays, just go to dotherework.com and you can download it there. Hello and welcome. My name is Jessica. I am Allison's client coordinator at Allison Tyler Jones Photography. I'm here today with Allison. Hey. And today we are talking about one of the things that is kind of a big deal at our studio. We are a big chunk of our sessions happen during the fall, right? For sure. Fourth quarter, busy, busy. If you're a portrait photographer, you can relate. Yes. And if you can relate, you know that every fall you kind of have to gear up. And for us, there's very specific things that we do that help us gear up and prepare for the fall season. And that's our story and we're sticking to it. (laughs) And so we kind of have four very specific steps that we go through to help us prepare for the fall season that we thought would be just really helpful for all photographers out there because it's a big time, you know, and you want to make sure that you're at your best and that your studio's at your best and that you're just ready to go. Yep. And, you know, coming off of summer, everybody's kind of tired and also rested, sort of like tan and maybe a little bit fatter from vacation. But it's kind of like, okay, how do we get the locomotive, you know, primed and get things ready to go again? Yeah, because we ourselves have to come off of kind of vacation mode, you know, where kids have been off school, we haven't maybe had the yeah, your kids schedule. have been off school. Yeah. My kids are... They've been off school for yes, a really long time. My kids have been off school for a really long time. Yeah. So it's kind of like we come back and we... Not that we're really off. I mean, we're busy all the time, but it's like we've got to just get into the game. Like yes. it, now we're we're got to get loaded up because now we're going into a very busy time of year. So what do you think is the first thing would you say? Well, and just to go back to that point really fast, I think that yes, we shoot all year. 
But because the fall is so busy, what we found in past years is it can be really quick for us to feel burnt out Mm. emotionally, mentally, creatively. And so some of these steps that we've put in place are to help prevent that from happening. Yeah. So that we're in a good mindset so that we can kind of tackle what's coming without it ending in burnout. Right. And I would say we have four things, but really there's five. And I'm going to say one thing before the first thing on your list that I see over there is uh, one of the things that we realized, I don't know, probably when Ivan came into the business. So that was like 2013 is that why don't we call our very best clients and give them first dibs on the calendar and get them booked in and know that we have a file full of people that we love, that love us, that are great and give them, make it special for them rather than just hoping that they call and then taking all comers. Right. And I think a big part of that is it really does provide some delight for us. You know, so if we see oh my gosh, Caroline Keating's coming in. You know, like I get excited, you know, and I want to make sure I'm at the studio and able to greet her and see her boys and see how big they are. And, you know, that's a relationship that we love and that excites us, you know, to be able to see some of those favorites. And brainstorm, you know, which we're going to get into in a minute. So about two weeks after school starts, we start texting, calling, and mainly texting. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to answer their phone. So we text and just kind of, hey, we're thinking of you. If you need a session this year, we're ready to go. What looks good, October, you know, September, let's do it earlier, whatever. Just touch base with all of our faves and then let them have the first chance at the calendar and then book it as much as we can with the people that are existing clients rather than what I think some photographers do is they'll send out a MailChimp or some kind of an ad and do like, hey, let's do mini sessions or let's do some kind of a deal or some kind of a promo. But really, we are just calling our existing clients and giving them priority booking. Absolutely. And I think it makes them feel special. And we've tried it in different ways, like each year where this year we did try it a little bit later to see how that went. Because it's just trial and error, right? Right. Well, and COVID. I mean, honestly. And COVID. That set everything back. But you know, there's some years that we've tried it in May, You know, reaching out to existing clients before the summer hits and before their fall is so crazy. And so... You know, it's just finding whatever fits best with your clientele, but giving them that service. Like, cause that's what it is. Like you're reaching out to them. You're saying, Hey, thinking about you, do you want to get in? If so, we want you to have first dips. Yep. And it's not a pressure thing. It's not a, like, you know, we definitely couch it in terms of like, if you need a session this year, you have first dibs on the calendar. And so it's not a pressure thing. If they are like, Hey, we're going to give it a a miss this year, or we're going to Hawaii, going to be photographed on the beach, whatever. Then we know that we just check them off and that we'll touch base again next year. But we, they're always top of mind for us. Right. And you're just validating that if they can't come in, it's like, totally understand. Absolutely get it. Like, can't wait to see how your kids have grown next year. Yeah. You know, love it. But one of the main things that we do in preparing for the season is we actually evaluate the physical space. So for us, that's a studio. And so what are some of the things that you feel like you pay really close attention to in our physical space? Well, I just think when you work in a space all the time, it's kind of like your home, you kind of quit seeing it. And so I like to go outside and come in as though I were a brand new client and seeing everything for the first time. Like, is the front door schmutzed up and dirty at the bottom where like a little kid's face would go, you know? How is the, you know, our couch, we have a lot of white upholstery. Our our floors are white, the walls are white, everything's white. So any kind of dirt shows a lot. So I like to walk through and say, 
Is there something that needs touch-up paint? Does the psych wall need to be repainted? Our candy jars have to be cleaned out, those glass jars. Yeah, wiped down and not just cleaned up, but like, is any, there any candy in there that is, that's expired right. that we need to throw away? Or <laughs> the Ivan... any broken jaws on our Right, or the right. Ivan's going to shove into the bottom of his desk drawer, let's be honest. Nobody's throwing away candy ever. So going through and just looking at everything, Ivan is going through and looking at like, do we have enough boxes? Do we have enough packaging? Do we have enough ribbon, tissue, you know, all the things that we use to package so that we have that ahead of time. We really try to get all of that stuff ordered on show specials during trade shows and that sort of thing because we can, which is really great. Yeah. But if for some reason we didn't, we're out of office supplies, whatever, just like need to gear up. And then is the fridge cleaned out? Is there a pair in there from May of 2019? You know, so all the things that we need to clean out. And then just getting, sometimes things pile up in different places that you don't see. Looking at your desk, you know, wherever a client is coming in, whatever they are going to touch, feel, see, smell, it's got to be perfection. Yeah. And I think something that I learned from you pretty early on that I thought was really insightful is you are continually aware of smells, specifically food smell. Yeah. You know, we don't think about the fact that if we're going to pop our leftovers in the microwave and make the whole office smell like beef stroganoff, some clients may not be super turned on by that. No. Well, and why don't you just share with your story of the ultimate smell when you first started? Oh gosh, that was so bad. Like she was You're so never mad living at it me. down. No, no. Like this was years ago, but I... Four years have, to be exact. Yeah. I may have brought in some microwave popcorn because that's like the perfect snack, right? When you're doing all your busy work with, on photos and design and... I walked away from the microwave because shouldn't the microwave turn off when the popcorn is done? No. It burned the popcorn. It it was like one step away from the sprinklers going off. It was was so bad. bad. And it took like weeks and she never lived it down. No. Now it is immortalized on a podcast forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, the microwave is like nuclear for sure. But even like the smell got into, it just was everywhere. It was like we had fans airing out the whole studio and spraying stuff down with Febreze and I mean, we could not get that smell out. And so it's being aware of that because we have one um, member of our MindShift group who does homemade cookies. Everybody loves that smell. Yeah. You know, so if you come into a studio and there's homemade cookie smell, like own that, live that up. But if it's Mexican food, tuna sandwich, tuna sandwich, (laughs) nobody wants to smell your, your, nobody wants to smell your rotten banana peel in the trash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So just being aware of that. And so we have a scent that we love that's essential oil. So like half an hour before a client is going to come in, we just rub that on the light bulbs on yeah, the which is apparently is a thing. I thought she was joking when she first said it. But no, no it's you totally can, a thing. You can put essential oil on the light bulbs. Yeah. Well, don't pour it on. This yeah. is key. We are not experts in essential oils on electricity. So just know that. that I'm, I'm going to declare that right now. But we just rub a little bit on our finger and rub it on the light bulb. And it really just makes it smell yummy and really it nice. Does. Kind it's of a beautiful. signature scent. So all the things, are your floors clean? If you have carpet, is it ratty? Does it need to be replaced? Is your upholstery gross? Is your uh, backdrop painted? Right. So for us, we have to repaint. We have to repaint our psych wall at least a couple of times a year. And then also, like, how do the walls look? Are they getting ratty where you've rubbed against them? Um, how do your samples look? So like the actual samples of your work, are they dusty? Are the frames or the frames from 1995 and you just keep putting different pictures in them? 
Do you need to update something and make something look different? Maybe move some things around, you know, with retail, which is basically what we are really, that constantly has to be refreshed and give people something new to look at. Luckily, we only generally for most of our clients are coming in once a year, maybe two times a year. So it doesn't have to change as often as like a retail store would that you would be visiting more often. But thinking about like, do I need some new samples? And then contacting your lab and getting those samples created ahead of time. And we do love to put samples up in our studio of some of our best clients that we know are going to be coming year after year because they get so excited Yep, when they see themselves on the walls. Something else Allison does that I think is brilliant is she, like she said, she walks in the front door, but she'll sit where the clients sit, which isn't always where we sit, you know, but she will literally put herself in those spaces so she can see from their perspective, oh my gosh, that actually looks really gross over there. Or, you know, that layout is really busy. Yeah. I was, in fact, I sat, we have a, a sofa in the front lobby area of our studio and it's pretty low and like sitting down in there, it's comfy. So that was good. But then I looked and I could see there was like some gum or something underneath like a table that I could see underneath it. But I wouldn't have seen that if I hadn't sat down and sat that low. And then also in this in my sales room or my office where the clients come in, where we meet to look at the images together, all of the images that are on the wall, the framed prints that are on the wall behind me, that's what they're facing. So I like to sit where they're sitting and look and see, okay, is this... TV at a good angle for them? Or is this going to be hard? So now I know that when the clients come in, when I have both the mom and the dad there, I can say, okay, you're going to want to scoot back a little bit and kind of be over there. And then I'm going to angle this towards you. So I know exactly like where is not a good place. Like if they're sitting right up next to that TV, that's not going to be a good viewing angle for them. So it just helps to know what they're seeing. And then also I can sit there and and see maybe things that I didn't realize that they could see, you know, like Mm -hmm. my 7,000 post-it notes that are in the Costco package that are peeking up over the bin or whatever. 7,000? And yeah, a lot of an office supply problem. Not a bad problem to have. Well, and one of the other... So the second thing that we really like to focus on is kind of in that same putting yourself in the client experience and figuring out how to streamline the process for them. and so. You know, if we have changes to pricing that need to happen, we make it happen before the fall. Like that's when we make any pricing adjustments, any forms, client forms, booking forms, reevaluate those every summer, right? Yeah, for sure. Like what wasn't working uh, when you look back and as we've gone through our client consultation sheet or anything like that, if we're looking through and seeing like, I hate that we have this line here. I never answer, ask them that question. Why is it here? Or this information is always confusing to me. So we'll readjust that. And then as far as pricing goes, we will usually most of the labs I found will change their prices just before the fall. And so we just will go through and look through all the websites, get all the current pricing from our framer, from everything else, get them into spreadsheets. And then we know, are there some of those things that need to be raised? And especially this year, wow, the prices definitely went up. Um, they did. For all of our vendors, there wasn't one exception. And this was one of the first years in a while that we raised our session fee. Yeah. You know, and that is something that you evaluate before the fall season too. Yeah. Just all of that to kind of prepare and accommodate for that. Yeah. Any other things that you feel like we work to streamline before the client comes in? Software? Yep. Updating the software. Also the gear. Like, how's it looking? You know, like, do we need to clean the camera bodies? Do we need to clean the sensors? You know, do we need to send everything out to get cleaned? Because again, we're shooting all year long, but we don't necessarily have like the volume as compacted into a small period of time as we do 
through the fall. And so I like to get, does the camera need to be serviced? Is something being weird? Just all that stuff, you know, looking through the camera bag and like, is there just crap that's been in there that's dirty? Mm -hmm. Like, do we need like new cloths? And then even our, what we call the rolly cart in our studio that has like hair ties, hairspray, bobby pins, pins, clips, lip, yeah, lint rollers, all that kind of stuff. Is that all current pet snacks with the pet snacks fresh? What is, I mean, there's everything that, do we have like the Clorox wipes? Do we have the hand sanitizer? We have one of those hand sanitizers that's like rechargeable that they can, that's like touchless, you know, making sure that that thing stays charged and just replacing, we have a big, huge apothecary jar that has, well, we have a million apothecary jars that have candy in them, but the, the gumballs get hard really easily. So we need to like refresh so that people aren't, they're not jawbreakers. They're supposed to be gumballs. So just refreshing all of that. Yeah. And so it's just really, I think, intentionally setting aside the time to do that. Because for us, like the rolly cart's a great example. If we don't set aside the time and be like, okay, before fall season each year, we have to clean that out. We have to go through that. It becomes like the junk drawer. Yeah. And to where clients are there waiting for a hair tight and we can't find one. Right. You know, we're like digging through two feet of junk, you know, to find anything. And so. Yeah. And anything that we have like in the bathroom or the client dressing area, like soap, lotion, poopery, like whatever, whatever the things right. are that they need, need to be completely stocked and fresh and locked and loaded. Absolutely. And any repairs that need to be done, you know, you take care of that before yeah. the busy season because you don't have time. Yeah, no, for sure. If inevitably, we'll have to send out one of the flash heads or maybe a, a remote, you know, one of the flash transmitters or something like that. So right. just checking the gear, making sure that everything's working well. You know, the light banks tend to get kind of wonky. They might need to be sewn up a little bit, or maybe we need to replace something, but all of that. Right. And light bulbs change, you know, like yeah. all of that, that stuff that, that kind of plays into that. And so the third thing that we really focus on when we're getting ready for the busy season is restarting our inspiration, right? Our creativity, mm-hmm. because it is a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. And so what do you feel like are some tips and tricks for adding extra life to creativity going into the fall season? Well, I think it's really important for me in particular for our studio, because we are shooting in studio. And we're shooting basically white seamless background, gray seamless, or maybe like one of our Lux backgrounds. But basically, we're not on location. So we're not doing a bunch of different locations. We're not looking at at that for variety. So I do like to have an idea of concept of something new that I want to do. And many of our clients are repeat year after year. They've come to us since their kids were newborns. And now we're shooting these kids. They're you know older. And so how do you keep that fresh every year? How do you make it different, but yet still cohesive? Brand consistent. Yeah. And consistent for like what they love, you know, because I find that I tend to attract a mom that they love nostalgia and they love tradition, but they definitely don't want it to be boring and stale. They want it to be modern artwork, but yet still have an element of timeless to it so that it's not like really embarrassing that you had that picture from 2009 or whatever. And a lot of our pieces will hang on the same wall together. And so you need it from 2016 to look good with what's being shot in 2021. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So that's in the summer and throughout the year, what I try to do is when I get away. So this summer we were in Chicago and we were in New York. And so, you know, being able to go see like the Obama portraits and the Chicago Institute of Art, never been to the Chicago Institute of Art before. That's always just a spot, like my sister would say, a spa treatment for my eyeballs. Because to be able to just go see that beautiful portraits, beautifully 
painted and rendered, it does just inspire you in new ways, even from just a, from a posing standpoint, from a framing standpoint, from a color use, from a gesture to be able to have that inspiration is really helpful. If you can't get away, I don't really love Pinterest as far as looking at what other portrait photographers are doing, but I do love to look at like what commercial photographers are doing, advertising, that sort of thing. That makes me, that's a really good place for me to look because my work tends to be a little bit more commercial. And so I love to get kind of an idea. I love to get an idea of, okay, what am I, do I have a new chair, a new piece of furniture, not necessarily propish because I like things to kind of go away, but is there something that like the form of that is going to make an interesting way to shoot somebody? I think that's kind of a fun thing. Well, and sometimes it's even just recycling old stuff from the basement. You, oh, know, yeah. you go down there and you look and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this chair and yeah. the stool and this bench. Yeah. Things that you've had forever. Maybe, maybe you repaint something, maybe you revisit it in a new way. And that can be really fun. Just using the edge of a table coming in off the side and having somebody sit on that. And, you know, it just can inspire you in a new way. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like then you get into the shoot and it's a little bit of trial and error because you get a bench and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally know what I want to do with this. And you get in there and you're like, actually, that doesn't look no. as good as I thought it did. She looks fat. Change it. Yes. Yeah, but it just, it is a starting point yeah. for you to kind of jump off on and to be able to unleash that creativity versus when we get into sessions or the season, it's just like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this family. Yeah. You know, it can be really stressful. Yeah. Like it builds that anxiety versus intentionally preparing for that and being like, okay, who do we have coming in this year? What are maybe some new ideas? What's a piece of furniture we haven't used with them? Yeah. You know. Well, and that's that goes back to that calling program is that, you know, with our top clients, we will go through and sketch, you know, okay, this is what we're going to do. We've done, we'll look at what we've done for the clients the last several years. And then we'll say, okay, you know, this year the kids lost their teeth or this year they're graduating from high school or whatever. What's going on with the kid? And what haven't we done? So maybe we've always done casual and they're jumping around like maniacs. And this time they're a little more like, you know, have more gravity in their personality. They're taking themselves a little more seriously. So maybe it's a good time to do completely formal tuxedo, ball gown, you know, over the top, like extreme over the top formal, which I think every family should do at least once in their family portrait career. Or if they've only ever done Sunday best and kind of a little more tucked and belted, maybe we do something that's a little bit more loose and fun and maybe they bring their skateboards or whatever it is that they're into. So we want to like think that through ahead of time and then we'll suggest that to clients. Sometimes we'll suggest it to them when we text them like, hey, this is what we were thinking to do this year. Sometimes we don't know it that soon, but we know that they're going to book. And so we'll say, okay, well, we'll get busy conceptualizing. And then that's where the sketchbook comes out. We're printing things off of the internet that we found and then making sketches of like, I'll literally go in and sketch out like the the relationships of the the sizes of the people next to each other and kind of how I want to do it. Because sometimes, you know, we do a lot of older, a lot of bigger families, meaning families with a lot of kids. And so including teenagers. Yeah. And you think like, does that always have to be horizontal? Like, does it always have to be horizontal? Well, how, how would you do it if it wasn't? And so that's kind of a fun, creative exercise is like, okay, the easiest way to do this, the way that how everybody would do it would make it horizontal. But what if I wanted it to be square? Or what if I demanded that it be vertical? How would I solve that problem creatively? And then some of the most fun, we just did a family, what was the family uh, Sorensen's like had how many kids? Like five, six Mm -hmm. and a dog. 
like six and a dog, vertical, six kids and a dog. We did it vertical and it just kind of came together and it was accidental, but it was really fun. So things like that. So it's not, rather than necessarily like, okay, this is going to be the prop du jour. It's maybe a piece of furniture as a jumping off point or the side of a piece of furniture, or just maybe some image that has struck my fancy that I want to start there and then build around. And challenging yourself a little bit creatively so Mm -hmm. that you stay in the game. Yeah. Because it'd be really easy to just have a formula. Yes, exactly. Where you're like, okay, six kids, I know exactly how I'm going to pose you. Yeah. This is how we always pose you, regardless of whether or not the clients appreciate that. As an artist, like that kills the creativity to yeah. just let yourself get so stuck in that this is how we do it. And I think it's easy to do that because you know, when you get to a certain point, you know what your go-to is, you know how to make something happen. So even if you're having a bad day or you're tired, you can make something happen. But the best shoots are the ones where you're just on the razor's edge of like, this is probably not going to work. <laughs> you know, like get the safe shots, but always pushing yourself to do something that's a little bit weird, completely take your usual light modifier off and do something completely different or change the light from a different angle or, or whatever. Use a completely different lens. There's so much variety, even still with as limited as my variables are in studio, there's so much variety that I can still create. And I love that. I, I actually love the creative restriction of being in studio because like I always say, I don't really care about the environment. I only care about the people and the relationships between them and their expressions and their personalities. Yeah. And I think that what's interesting about that too, is that because you do the pre-consultation, you know what the client is looking for. Mm-hmm. You know kind of what they're, they're wanting to get out of the session and you do shoot for the client. Like you do want to meet their needs. But then I feel like in almost every shoot, you do something that's for you. Mm-hmm. And the client may go for it. They may never see it. It right. may like be an absolute disaster. But I think it's important to do something for you, you know, as yeah. an artist. That pushes yourself. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And the same thing goes like we do a lot of holiday cards and we will run into the same thing where it would be really easy to just template it. You know, to just be like, this is what we do. Yeah. You know, you're- you want joy. Yeah. You want love. You want we could Merry do peace. Yeah. We could do peace. Yeah. That's another yeah. one, you know, but figuring out how to keep that creativity kind of going so that we challenge ourselves with those holiday cards to keep them custom and keep them different. Well, and that's where you're so good because you can wordsmith like those, uh, the poems and the play on words and the fun things. Like I can start the gist and then you'll just take it and run with it and take it to a place that I never would have gone, which I love that. And that's what our clients love. That's something that they can't get on Minted. They can't get on Shutterfly. It's like that custom concept, custom design. And so definitely when we're shooting, the number one outcome is wall art. We want it to be Mm -hmm. amazing. The threshold is so high, like it has to be perfect for the wall. And then of course, out of that, we're going to get something that's going to be amazing for a card. Yeah. But I think just like when you're shooting, you know, as an artist, and it can be so easy to let yourself just get stuck in that formula, that formula kills your soul. Like as an artist, like it makes that season drag on to where you just really burn out. Whereas with the card design, when I come up with something that's like awesome, like just so fits that picture just so perfectly. I really do yell things and like, yes, you know, and get so excited. You're like, what is happening? 
like I nailed it. Like I just came up with something and it's so validating. Yeah. You know, to have those moments and they make you excited to keep going. Yeah. And usually the clients like it too. (laughs) The ones who don't. The ones who don't make us sad. But yeah, the ones who don't, that have not yet learned to completely and totally trust us in all other things. But yeah, sometimes we come up with things that are maybe a little too snarky. Right. Still totally genius, totally bro, but you know, whatever. So yeah, I love that. So I think that that's kind of like a common thread is just staying engaged and never letting us get to the point where we're just like, oh, okay, here we go. Right. This family year five. Like it's October 1st and I'm ready to quit. Yeah. You know, like you have to stay engaged through the busy season. And a big part of that is engaging that creativity. Yeah. And one thing that Carrie, my sister and I definitely will come up with is when we are looking down the barrel of the holidays, we'll be like, Okay, what's the carrot? What's the carrot? What's going to get me through this? You know, and so, so there will be sometimes a carrot, like okay, we're going to do a trip, or there's something fun that's coming after the holidays or whatever. But I think you have to have little carrots for yourself every Along day. The way. Yeah, every shoot, like what's going to be my carrot in this shoot? I want to, you know, if you know there's like one kid that's really hard to deal with, like getting a natural smile out of the kid that's got the grimace face or whatever, that's a win, and you could mm-hmm. celebrate that. So I yeah, like to do that. and letting those those wins kind of fill your tank to keep you going. Yeah, no, okay. and that's me. I mean, you would if you've been in a shoot with me, you would know that like if there's a kid that is going to withhold from me, then I'm going to be Chinese water torture on them <laughs> till they they submit to my will. And then I know when I got it, I'm like, yes, I got you against your will. I love it. Exactly. And being okay with the fact that not every shoot that we do, not every card that we design is knocking it out of the park. You know, some of them are just good. Yeah. Some of them. Well, I think they all knock it out of the park. But what I think the difference is, is that especially when we first started on this insane card journey, is that every year you got to surpass the one before, like it's got to be funnier, more pithy and more whatever. Right. And so if I finally realized, okay, look, it's okay to have some years just be beautiful. Right. Let's have a beautiful card, heartfelt love. And then next year could be hilariously funny. And then let's, let's alternate because if you keep just trying to up the ante more and more, it just, it loses its savor. It loses its impact. So I think we always knock it out of the park. I just think that we can alternate between beautiful and quiet and like, rich, gorgeous, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever. And then the following year can be some like dear Santa, I can explain with the kids burning the whole thing down or whatever. Right. And I guess my point to that is more not like, cause everything always meets our high level of standards, yeah. you know, but for us as artists, there's some things that you're just like, Oh my gosh, like I so connected to getting that kid to smile. Yes. You know, yes. and other ones are just easy and fun. And, you know, but yeah. those challenges that we overcome where you take something that felt hard and you knock that out of the park. Yeah. It's like, like double. That is just so validating as yeah. an artist, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And sometimes the burn down, sometimes when it completely failed, what you would normally think of as it failed, that's actually the best image for the back of the car. <laughs> You know, like when somebody gets thrown to the ground and their glasses are bouncing on the floor, not that that's ever happened, (laughs) but sometimes that's the best image. Oh, absolutely. And can just make that holiday concept and sometimes still ends up on their wall, you know, (laughs) because it's that relationship. Perfect. Yep. Okay. And then one of the last things that we really evaluate going into the fall season for, again, to challenge ourselves is how are we going to spoil our clients this year? And that is one thing that we always... We're always trying to make it more special, make them feel more spoiled than ever before. And I found that it's not 
kind of reminds me of the conversation Catherine and I had in an earlier episode about it's the little things. It really is the little things. One of the things that we did, was it last year that we started the VIP parking signs? Oh yeah. Yeah. So my sister had gone to a a meeting with her favorite landscape architect and they had these VIP parking signs that said, you know, VIP parking. And then it had like a little clear pocket. They could slip in the name of the client. And she was like, this is the most amazing thing. And so we had them created for our clients. And so before the session, we'll roll them out and it will say, you know, VIP parking, the Mackey family. And so then we're saving a spot for them. And it's hilarious because we're like, where are they? They're supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. We look out front and they're out there doing selfies in front of the VIP parking sign with their name on it. And I mean, you know, it was probably about $500 for the sign for each one. We don't do a different sign for each client. No, it's just just a little pocket. Yeah, we print the paper and put it in there. But it's just, that was just a way, I mean, it's convenient. It helps them because we are in a downtown area. It is kind of hard to find parking. So this gives them parking right up front and makes it easy for them to get in and out with all their stuff and their kids and everything. But it's just, they feel like a star. Yeah. And really our whole business, our studio, the way that it's painted, the way that it's decorated, how we operate is that our clients are the star. We want them to feel like a million bucks because it's really hard for these moms to get the clothes together, to drag their freaking kids down there and the husband and all of that. And so to have them feel special and spoiled has been really great. So every year we're looking for the new way to to do that. Right. And I think that some people, when you say spoil the clients, they're going to, okay, so I need to buy them like, you know, a bottle of wine or exactly something enormously expensive. And that's actually not what we're talking about. We're talking about ways to make their experience feel more special, to feel more thought of and remembered. I mean, we have some clients that come in with kids and dogs and stuff and bags. And so was it last year or the year before that we bought like a cart that we can take down and put up really fast that we can be like, oh my gosh, you're coming in. Like, you know, we can go out there and yeah. help them. Like a collapsible wagon, yes. like a canvas wagon that we can go out, like they use for like sports and stuff that they can go help them in with their stuff. We have a rolling wardrobe rack that they can come in and hang their stuff up on. In our bathrooms, both of our bathrooms, we have huge hooks, like, and a lot of them. So they can come in and just hang their stuff up. And then we don't book sessions very close together. We might book like three sessions in a day, max, maybe four, but that's very, very unusual. And that way there's like a good hour or more between them leaving and the next person coming. So they have the whole run of the lobby, the front lobby and the studio. So they can just walk in and have all their crap everywhere and shoes and clothes. And they don't feel like they have to be shoved into some little area because somebody else is waiting in a waiting room for another appointment. It's just, they have the run of the place and they love that. Yeah. And it's even when they're leaving, it's not like you just say, okay, bye, have fun. You know, that you'll sit there and help the kid change into his tennis shoes and, you know, that you're still engaging and making the client feel like you're still invested in this process beginning to end, you know, to where they're in the car driving away. You know, they just feel so taken care of. For sure. And helping getting the kids ready, that's huge because especially, like I said, we do larger families. And so sometimes those kids, you know, the mom's trying to get everybody going and helping those little kids get dressed because we recommend that our clients dress the little kids when they come in. Because as a mother of seven, I know that like you get them dressed cute and then they're in the back, they've pulled out all the bows out of their hair and they're eating a piece of chocolate that they found underneath the, you know, their car seat and is now smeared all over them. So we like to have them just dress them when they get there. And we also had, you know, when we were, when we have a client that was doing a 
shoot for just one of their kids because it was this special experience. They were hitting a milestone or whatever it was. We would write their name, welcome Taylor, yeah. you know, on a, on a chalkboard and have a drink that she loved and maybe a favorite cookie or something to where when she walked in, you know, the child like, yes, mom is taken care of, you know, but we're spoiling that yeah. child. Well, for sure. And I, I am a big believer because I have so many kids. I know as a mom, the truth of that when somebody loves on your kid and somebody is good to your kid and sees your kid, you will be loyal to that person forever, especially if that child of yours is hard to deal with. Right. But even if they aren't, anybody that's kind to your kids, it's more than if they were kind to you. Right. It, it's like times 10. Yeah. Like I can be ignored. I'm yeah. fine. Like you yeah. don't have to say hi to me, but you focus on my kid. Like you I'm got yours. my heart. Yep. Yeah. It's so true. And so when people come in, when I do a consultation with clients, I will let them know that when you come back in and you bring the kids in, like, I'm going to say hi to you, but like, it's me and the kids. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they see that that really happens. So we are all kind of like swarm out. Welcome everybody. Do you need water? We've got still and sparkling because some people like each. And then we just are all about the kids and helping them. And we know because in the consultation, we know who's not going to be happy to be there. And that might include dad. Mm -hmm. And so we, we just have ways of talking to them and jollying them around and not in a condescending way, but in a way that makes them actually have a good time in, in an area where they thought that it was going to be torture and horrible. Totally. And even, you know, engaging with the kid that maybe mom has given us a heads up is in a nightmare of a mood. Yeah. You know, by engaging them and getting them to laugh and turn around, you just see mom's shoulders like, oh, yeah, this is not going to be as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, for sure. Our job is so much more than the camera and the lighting. It's, I think it's and performance art, and, yeah. it's uh, psychology, it's all of the things. So just to recap, our what's going to be four, it's now five points to get ready for the holiday season is to call your best clients and give them first dibs on your calendar so that you can book your calendar as full as possible with people that you love and that love you. Walk through your physical space and see what needs to be refreshed, repainted, repaired, reworked, re-anything, reevaluate all of that. What do we want them to feel? So evaluate the feels. We touch everything a client touches, smell it, look at it. How are your samples? Is everything? Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I think sometimes we get caught up in, oh, we need to make it like, oh, we got to decorate it some sexy way. Start with clean. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I think how many fancy quote unquote places have you been in with like the potpourri or whatever? And there's like an inch of dust on, like, it's so gross, like clean. Clean, 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 clean. And And so simplify. No, for sure. Yeah. So less things, better things and clean. Yes. And then I'm going to jump back in here. I was recapping, but I just have to add this. So we have a cleaning service that comes every other week in the off season. They come to clean the studio because we are all adults and can generally clean up after ourselves. But during the busy season, we have them come. We switch that to every week. So from about now until the end of December or mid-December, they will come every single week. And sometimes a couple of times a week if we have a really messy, crazy shoot. So that's just something to think about. You don't need to be cleaning your office. Have the professionals, have the professionals handle that. Yep. Okay. So then number four is inspiration. What are you doing to inspire yourself? What are some new ideas that you're going to look up, whether it's on Pinterest, look through your magazines, look through advertisements? Where do you go for inspiration? 
your favorite Instagram feed. To reboot that creativity. Yeah, just to fill yourself with creativity. Even going to, if you live in a town that has a museum, you know that you never go there because if you live in a town that has a museum, you only go to museums when you're out of town. <laughs> so go to a local museum, look at your art books, and just go fully down that creative rabbit hole and inspire yourself. And then ask yourself, the lastly, how can I spoil my clients more this year with little things? How can I make it more special? How can I take better care of them? How can I make it more convenient, easier on the mom, make it a better time for everybody so that the shoot and the whole beginning to end becomes a better experience? Yeah. And those five things make a huge difference. In the years that we haven't done them or haven't done all of them or done them as well, we felt it. We burn out yeah. big time. Yep. So go for it. Do it. If you're looking for some ideas that have been talked about in this podcast and some other ideas that we have used in our own studio, we have a little guide for you that we would love for you to be able to go to do the rework.com to download five steps to get ready for the busy season. You can download it, come up with your own ideas. And we have our list of our best ideas there for you. So do the rework.com put in your email address and we will email it to you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye. You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do dot the dot rework. <laughs>